Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. You can be nice. Really great talking to you. You're a cool dude, great dude. I appreciate awesome. it, man. You can be mean. You're shit. <laughs> or you can blow it all up. A lot, a lot <laughs> Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. The intro was a lie. Blonde's not here. She's having some technical issues, or so I'm told. Who knows? So, for all of you that wanted the non-beta female perspective, I'm sorry to disappoint. That will not be available tonight, but the line is always open, and I am here like I am every Wednesday at 9, at your mercy. So since I'm all on my lonesome, I figure we might as well get right into it. So if you're new to the show, if you're unfamiliar, there's a link in the description in uh, of the video here. You just click that. That'll put you in a Discord server. When you're in the Discord server, type your name or type something in that roll call chat. And that's how I know who was here first. And then so I know who's in line to come in. Uh, so it's simple as that. And uh, let's hop right into it. Let's see what's on everyone's mind tonight. I think the first in line that I see, ooh, Mr. Deplorable, uh, Mecha, I can't remember how to pronounce that, Mecoptera. Uh, he was in line first, but I don't see him actually in the waiting room. And then the next up is Awesome Sauce. So, hold on, let me join here. Awesome sauce, you're in, man, if uh, if you're, or, or gal. I should not presume gender, how awful of me. Um, but you're in if, if you can unmute your mic. It looks like you're muted there. And then next up we have Duck Boy. So I'm gonna keep bringing you guys in. Some of you are muted, so see if you can take care of that. Duck Boy, you are also muted. So if you can get your mics going, uh, happy to have a chat next up. You guys all have your mics muted. <laughs> There's Duck Boy. Looks like you're unmuted now. You there, Duck Boy? Nope, he's out. Okay, Curtis, you're up. Uh, did it work? Okay, there you go. Curtis, you there. Hey, there we are. Hey, can you mute your stream for me if it's playing? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, Curtis dropped out. You still there, Curtis? Matt. Cur you, oh, need a moment? Okay. Uh, Bindle Stiff. Bindle Stiff, you're up if you're good to go. Hey, I am good to go. Awesome. Well, what's so, on um, I guess you can just call me Paul, but uh, sure. I am a California resident, so I just Excellent. got my official ballot or boleta official. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's too French sounding. It's, it's, it's Spanish. Everything's in Spanish. It's all yeah. American. It's all, I, it's I all speak American. Spanish about as well as you do. So enough to understand yeah. what you're talking about there. That's about it. Um, so there's some interesting stuff on here. Um, I get to vote for the, uh, U.S. Senator from California and I have the choice from a Democrat mm -hmm. and another Democrat because of the way they, uh, how they do the primaries here in California. Weird. It's, it's by the number of, uh, votes that you get in the primary so the top two people get on the ballot and since it's california 
that means that it's two Democrats. Like the highest uh, polling Republican got like seven percent. Um, so it's and this is for U.S. Senate, not for California State Senate. Yeah, for U.S. Senate. Um, so it's who's running? Is it Feinstein, Boxer? Who's? Um, it's Boxer's seat that's up for grabs. So it's between two other Democrat women. Um, and they both. Oh, so is Boxer bad. retiring? I forget. Yeah. Okay. But the replacement choices aren't that good. Um, so my, oops, I think I cut out there. Um, so I guess my actual question here is, what do you think will happen when Trump wins the election? <laughs> uh, of course, I phrase it that way because he's going to win. But um, you, the problem you're, is, you're still that confident. I, I, I'm a little shaken, to be honest, right now. I, I'm not feeling as good as I have in, I don't know, end of August into September. I think I'm so. A little I, I really, I think the debate went really well. Um, and I still think there's a lot of people that are, you know, not saying they like Trump, but will probably secretly cast the vote. So um, are you are you are you uh, wondering about the Trump presidency as it relates to Congress or what what are you thinking here? Exactly, because all the Neville Trumpers and the Democrats and the media, you know, they're not going to go away. And yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure for the people that have been saying, you know, I, I don't want to have anything to do with Trump to continue to not cooperate when he's trying to push stuff through. Yeah, that it is it is interesting to think about because he has no shortage of congressional enemies at this point. So will the Paul Ryan's of the world, will the even John McCain's now, um, will they get in line with him? Or will there be kind of three facts? I mean, we have the Democrats, the never Trump Republicans, and then the Trump Republicans. I don't know. And, and honestly, a lot of how all that falls depends on how uh, the House and Senate fall just in terms of the split of, of Democrats and Republicans there too. And I, I haven't seen the forecasts there. I know. Uh, so I guess I, I don't even know what the projection is, to be honest, um, whether Republicans will maintain control or not. Um, so I, I don't know that I have a great answer. I would, I would guess that if he got the presidency, uh, Republicans would more or less fall in line. Um, I, and I wonder too, on the flip side, and I know you you guarantee a Trump presidency here, but if if your speculation is incorrect, uh, the res the heavy resistance that's going to meet a President Hillary Clinton, uh, I mean, you think uh, you think the resistance on Obama was stiff in Congress? That's going to be uh, I don't, that's going to be gridlock from day one, I would guess. But what do you think? What uh, what are your predictions for that? Well, I sure hope so for Hillary. Um, although I don't know, we've been seeing with the WikiLeaks things, seems like a lot of media outlets are on her side either way. Um, but as far as Trump, I mean, I think his ability to make deals, which of course he touts, and I think he's probably actually pretty good at behind closed doors is gonna, you know, kind of come up against what people are saying publicly and maybe he can make stuff happen, but. Yeah, that is a genuinely appealing thing uh, about him to me. And I know it's fun to make fun of him and say like, oh, make great deals and all that. And it's kind of, stupid sounding but i do believe that he has a genuine interest in and ability to work with people and i think he's kind of a pragmatic guy in that way so so if he ends up becoming president um i would expect some heavy democratic resistance but i would also expect him to do a pretty good job of giving them a seat at the table and giving them a fair shake uh, so 
I don't know. I wouldn't expect him to be much of an ideologue, and I don't think he is much of an ideologue. I think he's much more of a solutions-based guy. A lot of people have that criticism of him that he doesn't really have an ideological center. Uh, he seems to just kind of say things and take positions on a whim rather than with ideological principle. So, I mean, that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing, depending. But I would envision a presidency where he makes a pretty good effort to work with everybody, whether or not they are willing to work with him. Yep. And, and hopefully he'll be able to get, you know, the one or two big things that he's been actually promising. Because, you know, a lot of times when you're trying to make legislation, some stuff gets missed. But I mean, he's, he's going to have to make a huge effort for the wall at this point. He's definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder. Off. I mean, I guess that would be like the, the first uh, battle in Congress, the first order of business. Build the damn wall. And get uh, Mexico pay for it. <laughs> Which, sound, I mean, people like to, to use that. Um, as kind of like a, a tagline to make him look stupid or whatever too. And I'm not completely familiar with the details, but I've seen there, there are ways to make that happen, whether or not it's um, whether they're realistic or not, I guess is the debate. But so I, I heard it explained to me a couple of times and I've forgotten how he intends to make that happen as in how he intends to make Mexico pay for it. But when it yeah. was explained to me, I remember thinking like, oh, okay, that's, that makes reasonable sense. Yeah, he actually has it lined out pretty well on his website. And yeah. I guess the main thing is there's these huge transfer payments that are going back to Mexico from all the illegals and, and legal Mexicans here. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea is he'll, you know, shut those down or put a huge tariff on it or whatever or something that, you know, since it's a huge, such a huge portion of the amount of money that Mexico is getting, you know, it's either, you know, it's either you give us the wall or we shut this down and that's not something they'd let happen. And, yeah, you know, he's already right. been having talks with the president of Mexico, although they said they didn't discuss the wall, but hopefully he'll be able to do some dealing with him personally, too. Yeah. Well, uh, in cl can I can I ask you before I let you go? Uh, so you mentioned the debate and you, you thought he had a good debate performance. Are there any other factors that make you so confident in a, an upcoming Trump victory? Well, Maybe I came on a little too strong. I still think it's going to be really close. Um, mm -hmm. But, he, I mean, he definitely has a lot of enthusiasm from, I mean, not just like the blue-collar people, but, you know, the us people too, you know, long, young, pretty well-educated people. Um, and I think there's, well, I, I think the more crazy stuff that comes out about Hillary, and at this point we have a huge pile of damning evidence, people are just going to say, you know, you know, she's absolutely corrupt. And, and, and even like the Bernie people that are saying, I don't like the way business is as usual. If nothing else, Trump will definitely disrupt that. I was happy to see Trump hit on that a little bit in the debate uh, about the unfairness of the Democratic primary. And you could see him kind of throwing out a little bit of bait to the, the Bernie bros, you know, uh, whether or not they take that uh, will be interesting to see. I will be very interested to see. I don't know if it'll be measurable, but the amount of former Bernie supporters who end up going to Trump. Um, I, I would anticipate it'll be higher than expected. I'm not saying it's going to be some huge uh, amount of people, but uh, I don't understand how anyone who was firmly in the Bernie camp can look at what happened in the primary, as has been exposed through the leaks, and not feel a lot of contempt for Hillary, not feel robbed, not feel really pissed off. And maybe vote Trump out of sheer spite, you know, who knows? Yeah, I hope but, so. I mean, I think a lot of them are the same people that call him Trump. So I'm not so sure. <laughs> Good <laughs> God, end, but, I, but I hate that stupid bit. I know. I, I think it faded away for a little bit. I haven't seen yeah. it for a little while, at least. Anyway, uh, anything else on your mind before I take another call? I think that's it. Good talking to you. All right. Well, thanks, Paul. Yep. Call in any time. I appreciate it, man.
All right. See ya. Have a good night. Okay. So, uh, welcome to everyone in the, in the chat as well. If you're just joining uh, blonde, can't be here. She's having some technical problems. So it's just me again. I would have got you a guest if I had known it was just me. So it wouldn't be uh, quite as boring, but I'm going to try to hold down the show tonight. We'll, we'll give it our best shot. Um, awesome sauce. You're still in here. If, uh, if your mic ends up working, Curtis, uh, let's see uh, if you're ready to go. Are you good to go Curtis? Or do you need a few more minutes? Curtis? No. Okay. I guess no Curtis. Oh, my man, Dante. Dante was here earlier and he is next up. Let's pull in Dante. Dante, you're in, man. Uh, if uh, but your mic is muted, so if you can get that going, uh, chime in anytime. Next up was Creepy Nutty Kingdom. Okay, Dante needs some time, I guess. But I don't see him or her in the waiting room here. DJK. Okay, next up is DJK. DJK, you're up. Uh, if you're good to go. No. All right. Uh, it doesn't look like his mic is muted, but if you're in the waiting room here, so next up I've got Ty Moore, Chris LS, uh, Malcolm. So those next, if you're coming up, uh, see if you can unmute your mic, if you've got it muted. Uh, and you might have push to talk too. remember that there's kind of some weird, Discord kind of behaves weirdly sometimes. Uh, Timor, you're in if your if your mic's working. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's on your mind? Oh, you know, not too much. Uh, you know, I was looking at uh, the political compass test, and I just ran through and figured out hmm. what my uh, political compass is. Where did you score on it? Very centrist libertarian, like pretty much straight dot bottom like not like far far down libertarian but right in the middle libertarian right between left and right i think that's more where i haven't taken it for a little while i haven't taken it for several months and i think that's probably uh where i'm trending to be honest and uh over the last year i've taken it a couple of times and ended up in that left libertarian quadrant uh but i i think that's um i think that might be moderating a little bit over time but is yeah, that the I, first time you've taken it or have you taken it in the past I have taken it in the past before. I actually was, I think I keep going. It's like, a, it's like a uh, rising sun or a lowering sun, actually going into an arc. I feel like I'm going to start going to the left hand order now, huh. starting out from like, I was going to say, you don't want to rise then... into that authoritarian. No, no, uh, I don't want to go into that authoritarian. <laughs> I'm nowhere near authoritarian. I remember when I, 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 a while back, I did a video that referenced that when I was talking about where I align on that. And, um, some people tweeted at me like, no, I ended up in like the authoritarian left SJW quadrant. What do I do? <laughs> like, I don't know. There's no hope for you. Yeah, you, just, you know, just commit seppuku. You're, you're just kind of yeah. Doing... <laughs> uh, uh, interesting. So, who um, do you have? If you're comfortable sharing, do you have a candidate in the race? Uh, no, I don't. Actually, I don't believe in any of the candidates right now, or at least okay. of the four I can think of. So, you would just? Are you planning to Goodbye. abstain? Yeah, most likely I'm going to abstain. There's like, Bernie was probably close, but with what happened afterwards and what I've learned on him, probably not going to go with Bernie. Uh, fuck no. Isn't it Hillary. a shame? It, isn't it a sh I have I still do have respect for Bernie, but it's greatly diminished after, as Trump said, he sold, he made a deal with the devil, you know? Like yeah, if Bernie. That. Yeah. 
Well, there's that, and uh, like his claims to be very anti-war. It's been very scrupulous. It's not exactly 100% true. I mean, a lot of the things he's voted on were, other than the Iraq War, he's voted on pretty much every other major conflict favorably. Hmm. Uh, especially like the, I can't remember which bomber they were, like the two billion fighter jet they were working on it's it's always so tough in congress because so many bills are tied with a million uh, kind of unrelated things you know and that's how you end up seeing these political ads that are like so and so voted to murder babies and you know it's because Uh, hello oh hey there you go awesome sauce um you want to give me just a couple minutes here and then uh, i'll take oh i'll I'll bring him in (laughs) after this but um you know, you often hear in political ads like so and so voted for this terrible, awful thing, or voted against uh, this ter- this really great thing. It's because it's the bills are often so convoluted, and there's so many provisions tied together, yes, and they do that friend. on purpose for political purposes to kind of set traps. Uh, and so you, I, I'm always skeptical when I hear things like so and so voted for this or against that, because it's rarely that clean cut you know yeah. there's there's often more context and detail to it i think the other reason why i really don't have a don't want to vote is i probably believe i'm not a terribly informed voter I, I'd, I'd have to do a lot more you know shopping so to say to actually put something down well i don't know i mean I, i'm not convinced the average voter is terribly informed or well informed anyway anyhow um i think they should be that's you know ideal <laughs> but I guess we can't. I guess well, that's why I'm a libertarian. I would love ideals, but you know, we'd never get them. Well, that's and that's where I'm trending in terms of my political outlook. I, I think I'm becoming more and more of a, a libertarian in principle uh, with each passing day. However, Gary Johnson is just awful, and so at the yeah, end I, of the day, I'm just I, voting I started, for exploding like, heads. Gary Johnson, but it it went downhill so quickly. Like yeah. It's like that. I like the like. Oh yeah, you're gonna legalize weed. Yeah, that's good. Hey, you know, a huge amount of tax money coming from that. You know. Yeah. But oh, let's let's just fuck up the rest of the campaign. Yeah. Hubris. The only time a libertarian really had a shot, and let's throw it away. Yeah, and then and that is the shame, man. If there if ever there was a big opening for the Libertarian Party, um, from me personally, now is the time. And Gary Johnson has squandered that. Uh, but that's not to say in the future that I, I won't be available. Um, the Democratic Party's got a lot of soul searching to do for me to consider going back to vote for them, at least on like a national or presidential level. Um, there might be individuals for whom I'd vote because I, I try to be a, a vote for the person kind of guy as opposed to vote for the party or something. But um, uh, the 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 level of corruption that's been exposed in the dnc through all of this is is i don't know you need to clean house you need to start over you need to get new people in there you need to uh shape up clean up and until that happens uh, i don't really want anything to do with a democratic presidential ticket at least this time around for sure but the candidate's not helping that either well i can see why a lot of people want to be like anarcho anything right now is because you can look at the system the system is obviously broken in some degree and it's a lot easier to say well fuck it let's scrape it off you know and put down a new coat of paint yeah for sure i don't don't think any anarcho is any any at least anything long term very few anarchies lasted anywhere long any distance any uh 
longevity. I still need someone to explain the anarcho like communists and the anarcho socialists to me uh, at some point. Cause that's why I, I just, I understand the concept of anarchy and anarchism or being an anarchist, but uh, I, I guess I don't understand the concept of like state state owned or operated economy in a yeah. anarchist way. I don't know. I just don't get it. I need someone to explain it to me, but yeah, tell that sounds about right. <laughs> All right, man. Any other, any other thoughts before uh, I let you go? Well, I don't know if you remember, but uh, I was an old patron of the LCP days and you did talk oh. to me at one point. Uh, what um, did, okay. So like you were in some of the patron hangouts or what? Yep. Some of the last few of them. Actually, um, before I switched to Trigger. Did you have a different name? Or was it under uh, this Yeah, name? I was I was Kyle. Oh, you're Kyle. All right. Yeah, dude, I remember. You're Kyle in Minnesota, aren't you? No, no, Michigan. But I did Michigan. like I do like uh Vikings. That's oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, you were the dude who was always wearing the Viking stuff. I remember. Yeah, just to piss off Rito. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, man, if I that... could fi- end on a question, I was wondering know if there's any uh games that are coming out lately if you were looking to get Oh man, truthfully, I've um, I have less interest in games now than I have in a long time. Um, and, but I did play the Battlefield One beta. That was okay. I'll probably pick that up. Uh, I've long been a Mass Effect guy, so when Mass Effect Andromeda comes out, uh, I'll be on that. Um, the latest game I have played that was pretty cool, Telltale's Batman series, that's kind of coming out in the episodes right now, has been pretty cool. But I always like Telltale's games. So yeah, that's, good. yeah, that's, um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. How about you? Do you have any, uh, big time titles coming out? Uh, ironically, probably Civ six, you know, ah, you're Sims guy. Civ, no Civ six, uh, civilization. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, Civ six. Yeah. See, that shows how much I know about Sims or Civ because <laughs> I don't play either of them. <laughs> so I hear Sim six and I'm like, all right, cool. Anyway, well, uh, I appreciate the long-term support, my man. That's very cool. And um, gosh, man, it's uh, it's so weird to think about like how that show evolved and how it ended and how I don't know. I don't know if you saw we had like a nice reunion. <laughs> yeah, I watched a lot. I, I did watch some of the triggered, but it just it wasn't the same. It, oh, I, so you I, you kind of you kind of left off at that point. I, I I came in, popped in occasionally. I was yeah there a lot from the beginning when you were there, but. I, I don't like, or I didn't like, uh, I can't even remember his name, Keemstar. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking I, of I deals with the devil, speaking yeah, yeah. of deals with the devil, um, and that's that's what broke the, that's what broke it from my perspective, and that's no yeah. secret. I mean, that that's publicly out there, um, you know, and I, I, at the time, for people that aren't familiar, I, I had an old podcast where we talked about gaming and politics and pop culture, kind, kind of similar to what we do now, but it was more of, you know, a bunch of guys, and we'd I don't know. It was, it was, it was just, it was, it was less political. It was kind of an interesting show, but we ended up, uh, if you're familiar with Keemstar, he ended up joining the show and it, it, uh, became a train wreck and I left <laughs> and I that like is what spawned this part. podcast and yeah, some other stuff, but, and, then, and that's what sucks, man. It does. It, it, it bums me out to hear guys like you who, were exactly the kind of audience that I would have wanted and did want to cater to with that podcast. And, and because of that decision that we made, they trickled away and our audience became replaced with Keem children 
and that yeah. was a, a bad mistake and I should have stood up against that and I didn't. Um, and we, I don't know, the show kind of fell apart as a result, but lessons learned and I'm happy yeah. for what I have now. So, and everyone's uh, done can... well, you know, Frito and Eddie have their overwatch stuff and it's all, it's all worked out in the end. Yeah, I could compare LCP to Libertarians and Keem to Gary Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. I appreciate uh, I appreciate the long-term support for the stuff and, and making it through the hard times. And um, and call in any time, dude. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I hope I can talk to you again. Absolutely. Anytime. Have a good night. Okay, uh, let me make sure I'm not falling behind on anyone. So, awesome sauce. You're still, your mic was lighting up. Awesome. Oh no. Okay. Um, so let's see here. Oh, deplorable. Uh, you got to remind me how to pronounce it again. Deplorable Macoptera. Macoptera. This was the guy who called in last week, who knew about insects and who knew about the constitution and who knew about everything under the sun. So you're up, man. If you, if you want to take a, a couple minutes, but thanks for calling back in and remind me how to pronounce that, that insect word, the bug that is like half moth, half scorpion. Okay. Hello. Yep. You're up. So you got to remind me how to pronounce the word. Cause I already forgot, even though you were on last week's show. Okay. So, so I'm not sure what macap means in the Latin. Yeah. Terra is like wing. So think okay. like pterodactyl. Gotcha. Yeah. So how do you pronounce the word? Macoptera. Macoptera. I need to remember that. Okay. Yeah. Well, Most you you are uh, a jack of all trades right. intellectually. So I I figure you got something juicy for me. <laughs> oh, I I kind of hope so. I guess. Um, and it's kind of a fascinating week. Yeah. We had Sanders on, like, come to school on Thursday. So oh, like, wait, Sanders came to your thing. school? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do you go to school again? Remind me, Michigan State? Is that? Yep. Okay. So he was speaking uh, at your school uh, on Hillary's behalf, or why was he there? I think he was. Okay. Didn't go. I had better do. Um, so that was very exciting, as you'd probably expect. Yeah. Um, and then I had things. There was a second presidential debate. It was really interesting. Yep. You're kind of dipping out on me. I'm kind of losing you. Thankful. I usually wouldn't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm kind of losing your connection, man. Which bums me out. But you're really you cutting go. in and out, so Hello? I might. Uh, now I can hear you. But you're really inconsistent. It's kind of cutting in and out. Okay, let me. Um, I'll I'll leave you yeah. hanging for just a minute. It's kind of it's really choppy, man. Uh, so hopefully it'll, it might get a better connection. Let me pull in another caller in the meantime. We'll give it a moment. Uh, next up was Chris LS and, and I'm doing my best. I want to make sure I don't skip anybody. So if I do, let me know. Chris LS is not in the waiting room. Uh, Malcolm is so Malcolm, you're in, if you can unmute your mic and we'll see if Macoptera can. 
think I'm, I think I might Hello? be able to hear you, Macaptro, but you're probably going to have to get your uh, thought okay. or your question out quickly because it's kind of it's it's really cutting out. Okay. Okay. Let's. Uh, can you? Hello. Mm. Yeah, it's it's I, I I get like every other word, unfortunately. But Malcolm, you're in, man. Um, if if uh, if your mic's working. Yep. Uh, you able to hear me all right? Yep, I can. All right. How's it going, man? I'm doing weeks. well. How are you? I'm doing all right. I wanted to talk to you about Jill Stein and what's going on with the perception of her, because um, any most streamers I see still think seem to think of her as a sane person. Mm -hmm. But um, a story came out earlier today saying that she thinks Trump is less dangerous than Clinton in terms of um, wow. relations with Russia. So, yeah, I uh, put the link in the uh, Discord chat there. Mm -hmm. But she's saying that uh, she thinks Clinton will start a nuclear war with Russia. Wow. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen that. And honestly, I, I, I wish I could offer more thoughts on Jill Stein. I just don't know enough. So anything I were, anything I would say about her would just be kind of guessing or pretending to know because I, I just don't know much about her i don't know much about her platform um but it's very interesting to me that someone i do know that she's obviously very far left mm -hmm. so it's interesting to me that she would um well but i guess maybe that makes sense though because the interesting dynamic between trump and clinton is that on the, you have you have trump saying like hey maybe it's not a good idea to maybe we should be friends with uh with a nuclear power that's not the worst thing ever and then you have hillary yeah. being strangely hawkish about russia and it's kind of a yeah. reversal of what you might expect yeah it's kind of weird too because uh putin's not particularly known for his giving of fucks so yeah I, 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 <laughs> you know what i mean so i don't really think poking the bear is a good idea on an international level he's yeah. playing the long game he's not playing this let me get reelected and start for the campaign two and a half years later game you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah so okay so what are your thoughts on it what um i guess do well, you have any do you have any additional like jill stein insight that might explain well, um, why she came down the way that she did well i think um she's kind of like a bit more um green pc than people pretend that she is mm-hmm like, she did have an arrest warrant a few weeks ago during, I believe it was the DNC for graffiti on some property. Yeah, and wasn't she, there's like that big Native American protest in one of the Dakotas about water yes. rights or something, and she got arrested there too. That That's basically all I know. At least yeah. I think that happened, but I, I can't, that's a headline I saw, that's about it. Yeah, for me, it's like, um, I would, I would agree more with her politics on like, green energy and such but she's taken such a weird um it's like she's using her presidential candidacy to protest and like become an activist instead mm. of trying to get her issues up to the forefront she's using a very weird way of going about it yeah yeah i don't know i mean i i just haven't i i haven't spent a lot of time looking into her and and quite frankly like i don't care about her candidacy <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna pretend that i do uh um, i hear you you know, I, I I guess it's my civic duty to to know all these people on the ballot, but um, yeah. Well, if she's not doing a good job of putting her uh, platform to you, then that's kind of her own fault. Well, uh, but at the same time, I can't imagine she's incredibly well funded, and I can't. I'm sure it's not exactly easy for her to. Um, this is true. To do that without some of the uh, some of the friendly help that someone like Hillary has to 
to put forth a message or if you're self-financed uh, to the degree that Trump is, that That's makes it easier point. too. Uh, so I have no idea what her financial situation is, but you know, at the end of the day, you do want someone that you have philosophical or intellectual agreement with, but you also want someone who has a viable candidacy. And I, I just, even if I agreed with her on everything, I disagree. I, I mean, I disagree with Hillary, obviously, but it's more than just disagreement. I distrust her so much that I, an alternative to her is automatically better. And like, I, so I the most viable that. alternative to Hillary, like, and I, I you know, the Trump is interesting. I like Trump for more than um, just the Hillary alternative, but, um, but she is so bad that, yeah, you know, if Jill Stein was the, was the viable alternative, then I'd care, I guess. Oh yeah, absolutely. I hear you. Well, thank you very much for having me on again. Yeah, of course. Anytime, my man. All Catch right. Take time. care. Okay. Um, uh, hey. you're still in here. If it's, yeah. Is your connection working better? Let's give it a try. Yeah. I, I stepped out. Okay, cool. Is I can hear you better? nice and clear now. So if you got some thoughts or some questions, send yep. them at me before um, it dips again. Okay. So during the second presidential debate, one of the things that Hillary brought up, um, well, it was actually one of the questions that was posed and that she had a very strange answer to was the one of Supreme court justices. So are you familiar just kind of as a preface, are you familiar with the term uh, lame duck? Uh, in terms of the presidency or in terms of which in terms office? Of the presidency. Yeah, yeah. So she was talking about um, basically how they need to let Obama appoint the next guy. Mm -hmm. And technically speaking, he's not a lame duck because it's not past November 8th yet. Right. But for the intents and purposes of how we're going to be playing the election, he's essentially a lame duck. Um, and... I almost want to pose the same question to you that was posed to the, the two of them. Mm -hmm. What would you look for if you were in the, the hot seat and you had to select a couple of justices for the high court? Oh, man. I, I think that's a question that's probably above my qualification, to be honest. Um, and I, interestingly, I just listened to Milo's talk at Vanderbilt uh, from last night where he's talking about what's at stake for the court between Hillary and uh and trump but you know if, if i were going to sit here and, and kind of pretend to know more about the case law and know more about the individual justices opinions than i do i think i might get myself into trouble but i will say that i think we are at a time where i think the left in particular is becoming dangerously hostile to a lot of the constitutional values that i thought we all agreed on specifically the values uh within the, the bill of rights so mm -hmm. I don't know that I can say more beyond someone who believes in and will uphold uh, what the Bill of Rights means as it has already been interpreted and decided upon. I think we mostly have things right. I worry that you know we, we get some, some justices coming in and reinterpreting what the Second Amendment has meant historically, what the First Amendment has meant historically. Uh, and, I, and quite honestly, I think you can make the case, as Milo did, that they're hostile to everything down the line within the bill of rights. It's only a matter of time. It's all, you know, they're, they're hostile to due process in a lot of these sexual assault cases. They don't care about that. Uh, so, I mean, name, name your constitutional, uh, uh, principle, uh, search and seizure, speedy trial, whatever you want. Um, I think the left doesn't necessarily care about those issues anymore. And it's disheartening to me as someone who's been on that side. So, 
as to me, it's like, I shouldn't even have to say, I want justices who believe in and want to uphold those principles as they are written. And of course it's Congress's uh, or, or the people's ability to amend the constitution and change that if they want. But, you know, I guess it's cliche. I, I worry about activist judges and I don't want that. Uh, and I don't know if that's a satisfactory uh, answer for you, but it's probably the best one that I can give as kind of a, a Supreme Court layman. Um, that's a, but I, it's a pretty fair answer. I'd throw the question back at you because you are the, you said your dad's a, uh, works for the court, right? No, not specifically the national court, but ah. the, the Supreme Court in my state, which means oh, gotcha. has to be able to interpret the United States Constitution, but also our Michigan yeah. Constitution, which is like a book long. The, the national constitution is very, very short. All right. the state constitutions are very, very long. Um, so in order to answer my question, I guess there's a very simple answer, and it is someone with judicial temperament. But what exactly hmm. does that mean is up to you know a different person. Essentially, what it means is someone who's apolitical in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, but of course, no one's going to appoint an apolitical judge because that's not how it works these days. But I think the qualifying, the weird thing about the Supreme Court is it's both the most difficult and the easiest thing to be qualified for. To be qualified to be a Supreme Court judge, in my mind, you need to be able to read. Yeah. You have to be able to understand what the words mean and then look at the cases and say, yeah, according to my rule book, this is what this means. Yeah. And then you have all your clerks tell you, you know, what the court has said before and all that stuff. But the problem is, it's kind of the, I need to find one good man kind of thing because hmm. there's never you're never going to find someone who's entirely free of political bias. So it's it's a difficult question for sure, and what you're generally going to be looking for if you actually care about the Constitution is going to be someone who is going to put the Constitution above whatever their political leanings are. That someone can, that can look past, like look at Bush v. Gore which was a Supreme Court case about the Florida thing. Mm -hmm. If you were appointed by a conservative, you were very likely to side on Bush's side of that matter. And I think Bush was actually the proper side to have sided on. But imagine if you were a democratically appointed one, if you were appointed by Kennedy or something. Yeah. If you were able to put that aside and say, you know what, I'm going to put to say, looking at this case, that it is Bush who should come out on top in Florida. It's going to make him the president. It's going to put me and my political leanings at a huge disadvantage, but I'm going to do it anyways, because that's what the constitution says. Yeah. That's the kind of person I want on the high court. That's interesting. And I think that's fair. L let me ask you this before, uh, before I pull another caller in, what do you make of the, of, of the Senate's non-action on Merrick Garland? Cause I, I actually have a problem with that. And I think they should have at least held a vote. But that's just kind of my, my layman opinion. But maybe you have a different one. It's and a really tough one. And I recommend anyone who's really interested in this. Uh, there's a YouTuber called Justicar. And if you mm -hmm. haven't been under a rock, you've probably heard of him. I've heard the name, uh, but I'm not familiar. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's a former police officer. Okay. And he is like a mathematician and magician and stuff. And he goes mm -hmm. into this. And he, he talked about it. And I kind of agree with what he said on the matter. Although... You know, that's kind of a cop out, but certainly more eloquent than I. And essentially what he said is that they have the right to decide whether or not they're going to take action, but it's sort of their duty to take action 
Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's more like a gentleman's agreement from what I can tell. Yeah. Because something that not a lot of Americans, this is kind of a little bit off the beaten track, but something not a lot of Americans understand is the judiciary has pretty much no power in America. The only reason why the judiciary has power is because the legislative and the people and the executive think it does. So kind of like the uh, Supreme Court case versus Georgia, which was the trail of tears thing John Marshall decided on. The only reason why the Supreme Court can usually hold any merit is because we all kind of agree that it does. They're not voted, they can't make laws and they can't enforce them. So it's, it's an interesting power dynamic that they're so weak because and that yeah. makes them so strong well so my my understanding is that was it marbury was it marbury versus madison yeah, this is, that, is marbury so, and madison yeah yeah so the i mean they, it is emphatically the duty of this court to say what the law is so they basically just gave themselves that power yeah john <laughs> I mean, marshall that, is terrific yeah uh and that is kind of interesting however as a counterpoint if we didn't grant that power and if it didn't function the way that it does I'm not sure that's a good thing. I don't want that. I, I yeah. certainly think that's not a good thing, but <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it is an interesting thing that it's kind of like how, have you heard of a viceroy butterfly? Uh, I've not, no, but you know, have I don't have the insect monarchs? knowledge. The en what is it? Entomology? Yes, Entomological. Yes. I don't have the, I'm not as entomologically sound as you are. Okay. So I'm trying to remember exactly what it's called. Aposematism. That's okay. a good word. I learned that one from Milo. <laughs> um, it means that dangerous things are brightly colored and ah, okay. so viceroy butterflies are bright orange and they look just like a monarch butterfly which is actually toxic it has toxins from milkweed which is its food source and its feathers mm -hmm. but the viceroy is entirely non-toxic but nothing will eat a viceroy because it looks like a monarch and you ah. can't eat a monarch so it's, it's similar it's an illusory power yeah, the viceroy has it's it's a lie, but because it has that power, it keeps it from being eaten, and we get to see more beautiful butterflies. Yeah, interesting. So I well, guess that's a, that's quite the metaphor. Uh, yeah. But you know, I always appreciate your calls. I hope you'll continue to call in because I always learn something. So I'll do my best. Yeah, uh, we'll catch you another time. Okay, talk to you. Have Bye. a great night. Okie doke, uh, Chris, you're still up. So. Uh, da, 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 and I'm going to pull in Dante too, just in case Dante wants to say anything. You're in Dante if you want to, and I'll pull in Chris as well. Dante um, has made your presence. Dante, good. I pulled you in earlier, but I don't think you were ready. Yeah, I have my mic at the time. Cool. Well, what's up, man? Uh, nothing. I'm just saying, hey, stop by. Oh, might I remind you, your chat is cancer. <laughs> yeah, well, I, the, the, um, normally we try to... I don't know, try to moderate it a little bit, but because someone's having technological problems tonight, it's a solo <laughs> operation, so I just I kind of uh, do what Bond. I can. But, you know, yeah, it, that, that's uh, the, the shit posting must continue. Uh, in any <laughs> case, what's, uh, what's up, man? So basically, I just wanted to talk to you about uh, three things this week. So, uh, one, I was watching one of your um, old COD videos. You've seen it on Twitter, right? The one I... Oh yeah, man! I, yeah, I saw a couple tweets right. that showed you were digging back into the, the <laughs> deep history, the deep dive of the old, yeah, the old Call of Duty Rage videos. <laughs> that was like the funniest I ever seen. Like you said something like, uh, "The only words he knows is motherfucker and look you faggot." Like, oh my god! <laughs> well, it was true though. So what Dante's talking about was an old Call of Duty video where we 
I think we they were like there there were some kind of foreign speakers raging oh, at yeah. us in Call of Duty and calling us like fat Americans and calling us mean names but with this weird accent that I don't even know what it was. Um, but yeah, that that's what that's what that was about. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Second question. What's your opinion on the uh, whole? killer clown psychopathic thing because i've been hearing oh. that all over the news like, you gotta I, ch- I uploaded on it on friday you gotta check it out man i oh, really? uh yeah yeah it's uh what's interesting is so there's a i don't know if you've heard have you heard that there's a real clown lives matter rally scheduled for tucson uh next week i've seen you mention that like a couple times yeah th- this is a it. real thing and 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 not just like as a F you to black lives matter or something. They people, professional clowns are actually quite upset because they're being profiled. They're being targeted. People don't want to hire them. People don't want to associate with actual professional clowns, but here's oh, so, the basically, so basically the, uh, the regular, the psychotic clowns giving the regular clowns a bad reputation. Yeah. And that's what was interesting. Cause I saw this hilarious viral tweet where someone was like, wait, I'm confused. Are these actual clowns or just people dressed up as clowns? And it's like, what's an actual clown? What are you talking about? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's horrible. So, um, but but the the origin of this is very unclear, and I see a lot of people speculating that it's that it's a guerrilla marketing campaign for the upcoming it remake. And then there's some other clown movie coming out. There's a couple clown movies coming out, and people think this is some guerrilla marketing campaign. That could be the case, but there's actual criminal activity being uh, conducted by these by these clowns. So if it's if it's guerrilla marketing, maybe they started it, and all the copycats are doing the crime now. I don't like, know. I don't see what makes a person take time to their dates, put on clown makeup, clown outfit, <laughs> go out no, there just and scare the crap out of people. Like why? Please tell me why. I mean, everyone's kind of got that clown fear, you know. And that those, there's been so many good. Um, like YouTube prank video. There's so many bad YouTube prank videos, but there are good ones. And some of the really good ones are just people doing that clown crap in, in cities. Yeah. Like you ever see the one where the guy's in a parking garage and he's a clown with a huge hammer, just kind of see hiding it. around a corner. And he pretends to see like it. smash the head of a dead body as the guy. Walks yeah. And the dude just sprints away as fast as he can. It's freaking horrible, man. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> there's just i mean clowns will always be funny that's uh, uh, even even as even as uh saturated as this is right now with more clown activity than we've had in the last five years combined they're still funny when i turn on the news and they're talking about clowns it's still funny it's just it's always funny goes. but yeah if a clown comes within 50 miles not 50 centimeters to my block they're getting shot on the spot i just want them to know that I <laughs> well that's what Twitter. the cops are saying that's what the cops are saying that's why there's the clown lives matter movement because there's some cops who have actually said like first clown you see bust a cap in it you know there's threats <laughs> against clowns. <laughs> oh my god all right anything else uh on your mind my dude uh other than that Pretty much no. I've been All right. Keep the warrant. I'll I'll let you go. Watch out for clowns. Tweet me uh, if you have any sightings. I'll I'll be happy to take a look. Oh, don't Uh, worry. I'm going to find them. (laughs) Well, you find everyone. Dante finds everyone. If you didn't know, he will find you. Uh, Just wait. All you have to do is say one more word to me. Yeah. He's got a long list. Your life is mine. Dante's list of people to find is longer than Santa's, I would say, but uh, he will get to you (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Have a good night, man. I'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. I hope.
Thanks for so thanks right. for the the comic relief. I appreciate it. All right, later, Matt. Later. Okay. Um, Dante was in. I still see creepiness. Uh, let's see. Um, I think Paul and Chris, uh, you're still in here if you can get your mic uh, unmuted, but it is currently muted. And I know I'm not doing a great job taking questions from the chat. I'm doing the best I can, guys. Again, if you're if you're late uh, or if you're just joining, Blonde has technological problems. Can't join. Doing the show myself. Trying to manage it as best I can. So, um, Polak is up next. I know Polak. I've played video games with him a few times. Let's see what he has to say. Um, you're in Polak if you're if you're good to go. Oh, out of nowhere. What up, yeah, dude? surprise. But welcome. Yeah, was... What's on your mind? Um, really, honestly, nothing much at the moment. But like, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about um, what was it? Good, what was I gonna say? Um, how the media is really like. You know, I'm not the best at politics because I'm like right now 17, turning 18. I wish I could vote, but unfortunately, oh, you don't I'm... get to vote. Now in Bummer. New Jersey, what's it called? The deadline is October 18th. I turn 18 at the 20th, so be too oh late. my gosh, my birthday so, is the 18th. We're very close in birthday. Oh really? Oh, yeah. that's that's nice. Um, but basically, like, I was actually like for many days now, like I would just talk sometimes with my friends about like politics. Like, obviously, we're in high school, so it's like a little bit of a different perspective about things compared to like say people around the adulthood, because you know you guys maybe deal with more priorities and responsibilities and. Basically, I was going to say that, like, you see, like, how the mass media, like, CNN, and do you see the way they actually, like, tailor the news? It's actually this horrific. Like, oh, I, it, I don't myself. know if it's, um, I can't decide if it's the worst it's ever been now or if it's just easy to fact check them now. Yeah, the stuff that's happened this election cycle has been absurdly bad, indefensibly bad. Oh, yeah, like, I was looking through Twitter and, like, I could see CNN specifically because they're, like, the main one, obviously, you know, I want mm. Uh, puts them as clinton news network all that yeah. stuff and thing is it's just like it's just unbelievable how much like how how long they will take or how much they'll put in just so they could uh affect the polls completely like because oh, unfortunately yeah. the population of this country is like mostly they're all like dumb in all honesty it's just what it is americans are dumb and like they'll fall for anything so basically, when they bring out things about Trump from like 20 years back, it's just like people tailor it to now and they're like, oh, he's like that. And you know, he's going to be a terrible president. But like you got to think about it in multiple perspectives, at least from my perspective as well. I don't know. It's like it's really like what I was going to think about that. Well, it's clear. I mean, it's clear to me that national media looks at any given story and sees how they can twist it into some sort of anti-Trump narrative. And to the, get, the to most get the glaring traffic. example of that to me was the the, the comments Trump made at the uh, veteran yeah, um, I watched your video. That was, was like just, a really good video you made. That, like it, it, It's the most absurd example I've seen. And there, there are several where they just, they try to twist his words and, and take things out of context and omit things. And uh, how anyone could watch that actual, uh, talk that that happened and conclude that's that was the highlight like that was the takeaway and that was the intent the only way you can get there is if you have a pre-conclusion going in and you intend on twisting everything to fit that and that's exactly what they do yeah like i feel like nowadays a mass media it's a bit it's, everything's a business they they do whatever it racks the cash and if it's to support you know clinton or to you know basically publicly humiliate trump from whatever they whatever standpoint they want and you know get people talking and get the controversy going they'll do it quite obviously yeah. so that's really what i've been seeing myself and like 
funny enough sometimes people in my school specifically they fall for it they say like you know oh trump with the tapes and all that but i'm like you need to think about it and like you have to do your research people don't want to do their research and at the end of the day it's like you know this is what makes politics so controversial as yeah. well so like i mean if you that's the sad truth if you if you just watch the morning news or the evening news and that is your information intake for the day it's very understandable to me how you could hate Trump. And to be fair, lots of people who are incredibly well-informed also hate uh. Trump. So it's not as simple as that. But um, the, the, the stuff that's on TV and the stuff that makes the headlines online and, and stuff is crafted with a specific motive and a specific intent. And it's, it's very yeah. evident. And if you don't do the deep dive, uh, it's very easy to see how people end up hating him blindly and it's you know there's nothing wrong with disliking it's exactly the guy and, what but. this whole entire like presidential race has been it's been like both clinton and trump are both bad but it comes down to who will be better out of you know it's like who's like you have two pieces of shit which is the better shit that's kind of <laughs> how it works literally and that's basically what you're gonna get out of it oh yeah one yeah. thing i want to actually ask did you hear about the whole ken bone meme going around you know i've seen it but i i don't actually even remember what he asked in the debate and i it was I something about really like clean it. energy but like it's i didn't understand it when i saw it but like when i first saw the debate i'm like okay he's just some guy but then i look at twitter and i was like oh my god it's ken bone and i'm just like who the hell is ken bone dude <laughs> i saw a lot and, of like jokes about his name and yeah, stuff like, but, on his <laughs> they twitter, were kind he's of like starting to like sell shirts with like the bone oh, zone and it's just like he's starting to like promote himself it's so funny yeah. But other than that, I think that's really it with me. I was just going to ask one thing. Actually, yeah. I'll say one statement. I've okay. been getting, thankfully, I've been getting back to those old Call of Duties. I bought a 360 off my friend and I've been <laughs> playing like MW2 all afternoon. Well, there you go. Such nostalgia. I, I've just kind of given up. I, I mean, I still play, but, um, no, I, I, but no, not I, a lot. With me right now, like as a content creator, I've really shifted away from YouTube. I don't know. You probably haven't seen my channel, but I haven't like uploaded like a month because like mm. I've been mainly streaming now. Because mm -hmm. like I've been starting to make get an outlet from streaming and on my stream, streaming works think, really well for video games. You know, I've seen a lot of oh, my yeah, friends do exactly. really well in a streaming format. So it's, it's simply <laughs> like I play video games, I have fun, I interact with viewers, and yeah. you know, I can make something out of it. And it, I feel like it's a lot more hassle-free. Plus, I enjoy it more and have more of a passion for it. Hence, I've been streaming. I've actually been racking up some good numbers. So good. like. Yeah, everything's been great. And like with your channel, you've been doing amazing. It's awesome. So. The slow trickle, man, the slow burn, but I'm having a lot yeah. of fun. And I, this is, you know, this is what I want to do. That's and this is what about. I really enjoy. At, so at I, the I end have, of the day, yeah. it's like a mutual relationship between obviously success and having fun and being yep. entertained. Well, cool, man. Works, really. Good luck with the stream. I appreciate yeah, the call. Man. And yeah, dude, uh, I'm awesome. sure our paths will cross again. I don't doubt. Yeah, we'll definitely will, dude. You have a good night, all right? You as well. Okay. Uh, Snapcount is saying he was in here super early, so I'll give you I'll give you credit for that. Snapcount, you're up. Uh, if your mic is working, <clears throat> and if I haven't surprised you, and also if Mystical is here, Mystical's next up in the queue here as well. Mystical, if, uh, looks like both of you guys are muted, so chime in. Uh, if hey. you oh, there you go. What's up, Snapcount? Oh, it might be pushed to talk. I did hear you for a second there. Hold on, just a Okay. Let's see, who's up yeah, next? Yeah. All right. Ah, you good to go? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, what's on your mind? Hey, man, I uh, just want to say uh, I really uh, appreciate the show. 
and everything. Hey, thanks a lot. Your voice of reason, and I love it. Appreciate uh, it. Sorry, I was just, uh, I didn't realize I was going to get called. <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of like if you've been waiting a while, it's kind of like a on-the-spot thing, so. Oh, no worries. Yeah, um, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say, I um, I wanted to get into it saying that I voted for Obama twice. Mm, well, um, guilty yeah. as charged here as well. <laughs> uh, I'm just feeling utter remorse over that. I don't know if I'm, I would go to full-blown remorse, but... Um... For me personally, I can't speak for you, obviously, but uh, I certainly feel like he has uh, underdelivered on s several things. And there's just some stuff that he won't just call it radical Islamic <laughs> terror. For the love of God, just call it that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I won't interrupt anymore. Oh, no worries. Um, anyway, uh, I kind of wanted to get into this whole thing with how our relations with Russia are degrading. Mm -hmm. I mean, my whole reason for wanting to vote Democrat for eight years was because of how Bush got us into a war with Iraq, you know, same, and, same. Exactly. And, um, so now it's just seeming like that Obama wants to do the same exact thing, but in a more coy manner, he wants, he does it in a way by, you know, funding rebels mm -hmm. and, making it palatable to the American people, like how he made Assad, you know, Assad has done terrible things, but the American people have to come to terms with the fact that these dictators, once you remove them, you have a power vacuum. Yeah. Chaos ensues. It's like, you, you can't just put your hands. And isn't that interesting? I think about that all the time and people make that argument too. It's like, you know, Saddam was not cool, but he kept shit in order. <laughs> So like a lot of these Islamic places, you need an iron fist. That is just the way that it works in a lot of these places. Unfortunately, you can't just install democratic values in a place that doesn't want it anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and it's also silly to think that we're doing it for the good of those people, you know, for the absolute moral good. No, we have resources that we have vested economic interest in. Yeah. It's 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 silly. It's absolutely silly to think that you know it, we're trying to keep our petrodollar strong, yeah. our oil dollar strong. That that's it. And now the Democrats are. I can't believe how many of my friends are drinking the Kool Aid with like this. Let's go to war with Russia thing. It's like I'm getting. Well, people are actually in favor of that. I'm getting lots Ooh. of friends who. Yeah, it, it, I can't believe it. Like my friend is I'll like pass. saying, "I don't really want to do that." <laughs> Yeah, I don't, and I don't get it. Like, my friend posted a th uh, sent me a text message the other day saying, "I'm worried about Russia too, man. I don't want another Neville Chamberlain uh, peace in our time thing," which hmm. I guess was in relation. He was comparing uh, Trump being with uh, Putin to them saying, "Oh, Hitler's great." It's like, are we going? Are we actually going there? We're trying to make Putin out to be the next Hitler. I I think this is nuts. Hmm. Um, I'll have to look into that. And, and I, cause one of the things that's been surprised, so surprising to me about Hillary has been, it's not like she's called for war or something, but she is like hawkish or tough on Russia to an extent that, you know, you, you might kind of worry about. I, I do think where possible, we should try to uh, be friends with nuclear powers that, uh, I mean, unless they're, they're so awful that we simply can't tolerate it. But, you know, I, I mean, the reality of having, um, nuclear powered enemies is is quite dangerous and i don't really yeah. want to i don't really want to be in that situation i don't either i don't know anybody who wants another cold war i can't think of anything more demoralizing for our country yeah. than to be constantly 
afraid that the other guys that have that can send mervs through our roofs are gonna fucking get be yeah. pissed off at us for the next well, four years you know i've already been contemplating uh a building some type of wilderness bunker to deal with like the sjw uh i, I you know I, I i always picture the walking dead uh but it's going to be like feminists and black lives matter and stuff. And that's why I need a, a wilderness bunker for when they all, the hordes come in and take over. So a wilderness <laughs> bunker might help for a nuclear winter too. Yeah. Uh, you know, you so I, I, I got to get some, uh, storable food and some ammo and all those supplies and stuff. But, uh, you know, <laughs> war, between war with Russia and the social justice overtaking. Yeah. Got to think about don't... a backup plan. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Ah, cool. Um, well, anything else on your mind, Snapcow? Uh, nope. Other than just uh, your that's it. Your thoughts on this new Cold War that's trending on social media. That's, I don't that's want it. it. <laughs> yeah, me I neither. don't want it. And I, I'm no. It's not like I'm a fan of Putin. And truthfully, I just don't no, know enough. You, I know yeah. that he is much more of like a authoritarian leader than than we are used to in the U.S. And I've been looking into this because working on a video that dabbles in it a little bit, but. Uh, you know, the interesting things about how he had, there are a lot of like shady deaths of his political enemies and mm -hmm. he kind of has a habit of, um, rightly or wrongly putting criminal charges on his political enemies. And, and of course there's been uh, a lot of the military conflicts that have happened in the last couple of years. So I, I don't know enough about him to say with certainty, like he's so yeah. bad that military action would be justified or not. Um, but at present, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe my ignorance is bliss. I don't know that he is such a threat to the United States that I would want to piss him off needlessly to, yeah. I mean, I think the problem of nuclear rivalry is much worse than the problem of him, um, maybe wrong, maybe him poisoning a couple political enemies or something. That's not great, but you know, <laughs> that's on the other side of the world for me. So <laughs> it's not Absolutely. the worst problem in the world either. I'll let them sort it out. <laughs> they can have a civil war if they want. <laughs> I just don't want I don't want nuclear war for me. Not in my yeah. backyard. Also one of the reasons why I'm voting for Trump is cuz he would have he would have been running as a liberal in the Bush era, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like none true. of what he's saying is really that right wing. It's it's just stuff it change, it that changes we want to keep our borders time, in place and not know. Yeah, it does cuz this whole election is fucking nuts. So yeah. anyway, I won't keep up any more time. I'll let a uh, mystical go on. Cool. But, uh, well, thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it, Matt. Have a great night. Appreciate the kind words. You as well. That's thanks. Uh, what's up, my man, Mystical? So we spoke to you, or I spoke to you a little bit ago about you getting in touch with that professor who says uh, blue lives don't matter, and I know you had a little bit more in exchange with her, so I'd be curious to see how that went. Yeah, I uh, tweeted at her yesterday, yeah. openly offered her to a debate. I think I tagged you in the tweet. I think yeah. I actually kind of asked you if you would host it. And uh, she blocked me immediately on Twitter, and I didn't notice it till you replied to me. Yeah, and asking how I, you're not blocked. I had been at the bar, and I was like, "Oh, look, it's finally blocked." Yeah. But um, I sent her an email. I said, "Come on, one hour, just debate me. I'll give you money. Debate me. Nothing." Mm. That's the way it goes, man. Right, she's but, a lost uh, cause. I uh, found that she has doubled down again. Okay. with a new article she wrote yesterday and on on the same topic or i yeah. assume if doubled down but this would yeah. be tripled down at this point or quadrupled yeah. down yeah she uh and the, oh, let me pull it up 
the article of it was the author of the Warren cops argues that black people should be killed by police. I've read the whole article three times, not once. Did she ever actually mention that? She didn't she just, cite a quote or anything to support that nothing. claim. Yeah, of course. But, but she has she, a PhD. <laughs> She'll brag about it. She, what she did constantly was just bring up these weird little math statistics about how like a black person's life is worth like 24 cop lives or just <sighs> weird stuff like that. I'm like, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> she has like the, the stupid, she, she has no grasp on statistics or math or anything. I mean, that was the, the amazing thing about it to me is on the one hand, she'll say a police job is not dangerous because it's only X amount of deaths per, uh, you know, so many police officers. But on the other hand, being black is the most dangerous thing ever because it's X amount of deaths per the population. When in fact, it's much riskier to be a police officer uh, in terms of the threat that police uh, have on the African-American community. It might not be much more dangerous uh, if you're talking about being, um, you know, someone who an African-American who lives in Chicago, for example, where there's a very high murder rate or something like that. But she uses numbers when it's convenient to her and she ignores them when it's not. And that is not the mark of an intellectual. That's not the mark of a PhD holder. That's not the mark of anyone who is an honest thinker. That's a mark of a person with an agenda, with a, a narrative to support. So that's not someone who considers the evidence. That's someone who cherry picks the evidence and that's all she does. I think a lot of people are catching on to that as well because all of the comments on the Huffington Post website are like, what the hell is she talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all hate her. And of course, that's a sample of who? That's a sample of like the most, the leftiest lefties that's that exist. reading the article. Yeah, it's the core base of Huffington Post. The readers, like Huffington Post readers telling you that you're, you're an insane person is, um, I don't know. It's like being in the mental asylum and being told you're insane. And <laughs> They're either, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably not the best metaphor, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Her, uh, her narrative is in this one too, because she puts some assumptions she's made. And of course they're all correct. I'm positive of it. Mm -hmm. But um, number three is that police are a community equivalent to a race of people. Isn't that the same thing she wrote in the other two articles? I thought she said that they're not. Her whole argument was that the police are an occupation and therefore not people, not an identity, as she put it. So they're not the same as um, as African-American or women or gay or what, it, you know, all the identity politics you want to throw at it. I thought that's what, was, what she was saying, but I haven't read anything but her original piece. Oh, I've been just following her mm, foaming at the mouth, just <laughs> waiting for the opportunity. And then I get blocked. Yeah. She's right. busy on Twitter. Well, anything else on your mind? No, that's it. All right. Well, uh, if there are any developments, let me know. Although now that Definitely you're blocked, will. what can you do? All right, man. Yeah. Later. Okay, I will do a couple more. We're about time, so um, you know, sorry. I again, I can't get to everybody. I just got to go by what's in the what's in the roll call. But you can always tweet me. You can always um, you can always email me personally, or you can email the show. It's beautyandthebeta at gmail .com. Uh, we'll take your questions there. And there were a couple questions emailed to us that I wanted to take at the top of this show, but couldn't because Blonde's not here. So I figured I'll roll them over into an episode of the podcast or we'll handle them by uh, by email or something like that. But um, DJK is still in the chat. So I'll, I'll pull you in, man. If you want to, if you want to chat, unmute yourself. Yuki is next up. Uh, and the beggar hero. And that will probably be... 
the extent of how far, but Yuki's not here. So let's say the beggar hero and Orden. Uh, beggar hero, you're up. Oh, hey, hey, Matt. What's going on? What's on your mind? Uh, just craziness, just re- watching all the Facebook drama stuff. <laughs> between your friends or between celebrities? Just between my friends and yeah. honestly, I, I, I have all my friends muted, basically. <laughs> well, uh, well, just like after the second debate, whatever, like a good family friend yeah. did like, who's a pro Hillary supporter, just did a whole bunch of uh like hillary was saying oh i'm sorry it's all fine i didn't do nothing with the emails and stuff yeah and then, yeah. And then trump lying there saying oh oh well what you why is it fine you should be in jail or something yeah and then a little disclaimer like uh what was it um some stupid oh yeah you're oh yeah just unfriend me just unfriending Trump supporters. I'm just like, I would like to do that, but you're a good family friend or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why people want to talk politics on Facebook. And that's, you know, as much as people hate Twitter, and, and rightfully so, that is the beauty of Twitter is you can establish a friend circle that is, uh, that shares the same interest as you. Um, what do they say? You know, Facebook uh, is a bunch of friends with whom you have nothing in common. Twitter is a bunch of strangers with whom you have everything in common. And that's kind of the difference. I don't try, I don't talk politics on Facebook at all for that reason. It's just, it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> I, I go on there to see some of my friends posting politics and the vast majority of my friends, uh, don't seem to agree with a lot of the things that I do. So I just, uh, resist the urge to type something <laughs> uh, but you know that's that's facebook for you yeah so yeah and then of course my sister works for the government her her fiance is works for the government too now hmm. and they're just pro hillary supporters uh is it is, does it have anything to do with their employment or it's just something independent of that um I have no idea. I know my fiance is such a, he's such a brown nose for Hillary. Like actually mm-hmm. met Hillary during, I think her book meeting or whatever, and just signed and is like, thank you, Madam President or something. Uh, well, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I ever met Hillary. Um, and frankly, I don't want to. So, <laughs> And it looks like a lot of people don't want to because her rallies don't do very well. Uh, and maybe her book signings in the past did really well, but people don't seem to care. Uh, or at least, I mean, the enthusiasm is absolutely on the Trump side, um, but that doesn't mean the numbers are on the Trump side. There might be more pretty much apathetic Hillary voters than there are enthusiastic Trump voters. But um, But in terms of the rally performance, Trump is killing her. Well, I would say with with Trump supporters, more or less, like it's. I'm pretty sure this is just gonna be a Brexit election where could be. And just and I know I knew this from my friends who were sort of pro Republicans a bit. Mm-hmm. I know one's throwing for Gary and one's mm-hmm. going for Hillary. I'm just like, okay, I understand why you're going for Hillary. It's a garbage dumpster fire that we have to pick. <laughs> Yeah. I, 
And I have one. I know I have one friend who was a Sanders supporter, and I have no idea who he's voting for either. He just gave up on it. Yeah, rightfully so. I mean, I think the Bernie people have uh, more right than anybody to be really pissed about how this played out. But um, anything else on your mind uh, before I pull in another caller? Um, I guess a quick question would be sure. my thing. Um, what we, what do you think would happen? I don't know. Like, let's just say if Trump wins or something, you mm-hmm. think that everyone it's just going to be a gridlock Congress or there's just going to be mass protests. Uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier a little bit. Uh, and uh, just, to, uh, I don't want to go, uh, uh, completely repeat what I, what I had said earlier, but I do think, um, uh, Trump is a guy who's who's practical, who's solutions based. I think he will, if he won, he would make a good effort to work with everybody in Congress. I think there's um, probably I don't know what extent uh, or how many of the uh, members of the Democratic Party would be willing to reciprocate that gesture. I would guess not very many to start. Um, but I don't expect Trump to go in and be an ideologue and be like my way or the highway. He makes great deals. That is how he ascended to where he is now by making great deals. And I I would expect him to continue that philosophy in the white house, whether or not people meet him at the deal table is up to them. We'll see. Well, this is where I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to do I'm sort of be moving out of my home state. And so I'm just doing absentee ballot for Trump now. So Where, where do you live? Uh, currently Illinois, but moving mm-hmm. to Connecticut. So you're voting in Illinois, though. I yeah, guess both so, of the, both of those states are pretty much Hillary locks, I would think. Well, yeah. So, but I would, but I would say Trump probably would have more impact because I'm pretty sure Chicago's Democrat, while probably with a little bit with, with all the suburbs slash southern and sort of middle Illinois, because Illinois got a lot of farmland and stuff and a lot mm-hmm. of small towns. So I'm pretty sure they swing would heavily for Trump. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chicago, but Chicago alone is enough to, to wash all that out and they're not voting Trump in Chicago. Well, it just, well, it just be, they hit it so well. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, I appreciate the call. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll talk another time, but, yeah, uh, just, have a great yeah. night. Yep, and keep up with the content is all I, I have to say. I appreciate that very much. I'll do what I can. I'm a little late this week, uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to get one out tomorrow. But, uh, you know, so if life happens, stuff happens. We'll see. But I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Okay, support South Park. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Have a good night. Okay, I will bring in one more. That's Orden. Um, so Orton, you're in, if you can get your mic unmuted. Otherwise sky said, uh, an hour ago, get me in there. Sky, if you're still here, it looks like you're not <sighs> bummer. Um, Orton, you're up or Dan Roy, If you're still here, key snap count. Awesome. Um, Orton looks like your mic's unmuted. So you get, you got last call. If you can get it to work, you got to, uh, push, you might have to push to talk. Looks like you're lighting up a little bit. Eh, maybe. Otherwise, Awesome Sauce is still waiting, and Awesome Sauce has been waiting a like long doing time. Every day. Awesome Sauce, you want to call? Oh, 
oh, holy shit. Well, wow. uh, <laughs> I, I know you've been yeah, waiting a long was, time, so I'll, I'll give you I was, a uh, last call was, or two here if you. Yeah, so interested. I was talking to someone down there. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I know it's kind of like I just pull people in and, they, you know, whatever. That's yeah, the way no. it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I'm curious because uh, today uh, I got to go to college and um, today something really interesting happened. Uh, mm -hmm. Apparently, my my school, they are um, really interested in promoting, you know, uh, consent. What is consent? What makes consent? Affirmative consent. consent. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they've been really pushing it. And um, I'm part of a club at my uh, my school. It's a student organization. But the big thing is like you know we have to go to these meetings with the you know administration stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But one of the uh, one of the most annoying parts about today was uh, they were talking about they, they were brainstorming ideas about how to make the uh, affirmative consent workshop, and um, they uh, an idea that is being seriously considered right now is uh, bringing an improv group to um, teach people about confirm affirmative consent, and I, I don't really know. Um, it seems very ridiculous that this is that an issue like this, or I guess a non-issue, um, is being brought up in such a lighthearted manner, and it's being seriously considered. I just don't understand what they're thinking. Like, Where do you go to school? Uh, I go to school at a uh, at a community college in Minneapolis. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to oh, give yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a technical college, mm -hmm. and it do it doesn't make sense why um why they're bringing in such a huge heavy issue but they're doing it in such a ridiculous manner like well, this is just... always this is always the thing too is uh, something i've been thinking about lately um before you propose solutions to me i need to see that there is a problem you know um and if if there was a the feminists and, and a lot of social justice warriors will have you believe that sexual assault is this epidemic on college campuses and that's not to say that it doesn't exist of course it does but if you look at the justice department statistics you're actually much less likely to be sexually assaulted on a college campus than you are just in the general public so comparatively college campuses are safer not more dangerous if that's true do we need the type of sweeping reform you're suggesting especially the type of sweeping reform that you know i think probably teaches young people arguably bad ideas about what makes healthy relationships. Um, and it's not to say that consent is not something you, you, you should disregard. Of course it's very Definitely. important, but, but the, I mean, and Milo talks about that all the time too, to name drop Milo a second time in the show, but there is an aspect of college. College is about learning about yourself in so many different ways. And some of, a lot of that is intellectually, of course, a lot of that is socially. And part of that social aspect is, is relationships and sex. And you figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And there's a lot of, you know, whatever experimentation or whatever goes on. When we, when we raise a generation of young people <clears throat> to believe that there's a, a whole series of boxes to check, or there's an app, you know, that you need to use to, to, for affirmative consent, uh, there's all these hula hoops to jump through in order just to have a normal functioning, healthy relationship with a person. I don't know. I'm not sure that's so good. Uh, or at least I think it's an overreaction to a problem that is not anywhere near as serious as they make it out to be. 
and the the other the other thing that worries me about all this stuff is <clears throat> there's so much of this sexual assault witch hunting culture that doesn't seem to care about the principle of uh, innocent until proven guilty and you know as soon as someone makes an accusation as soon as someone has regrettable sex and decides the morning after that they didn't like it well then it's then it's a rape claim and then it's you know we're going to make an accusation against a person and by the way we're not going to look for evidence the victim said it happened so let's just believe listen and believe and that's the way it is and, uh, you know there are there are meaningful social implications to that culture that we're cultivating and, the, and it's like a, we're, I think the the unfortunate effect of a lot of all this feminism and stuff is the rivalry of the sexes, the rivalry of the the genders. You know, we shouldn't be enemies. We shouldn't fear each other. We shouldn't demonize each other. We should just get along. And when there are proven violators, then let's punish them. But you know that that doesn't uh, you can't pander with that. I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, no, it's, a, a, a lot of the talk that was happening in this discussion of all the student groups coming together uh there was one guy in particular he was the representative for the uh for the eco-friendly club in the school i don't want to mm -hmm. stereotype him or whatever but he uh he i remember no. him specifically saying that consent is so much more than just saying yes like if you're drunk you can't consent. <laughs> if you're this you can't consent like i just don't understand like how some of these people get this idea in their head and i'm wondering is it just like a, a like a product of the current atmosphere with black lives matter being prominent especially where i live um you know i don't know i i i wish i knew and the the, the, the the there's so much it's all based on lies and hypocrisy to be honest because if i mean we talked about it last week on the podcast but if if that were the case why does a book like 50 shades of gray sell x amount of millions of copies there is a certain amount of aggression and assertiveness that is appreciated in a romantic or sexual partner within reason and that is just the way that it works and if we're going to cultivate this generation that believes there's 50 different hoops to jump through in order to have a healthy relationship with a person Ooh, I don't know about that. I think we're going to have a lot of unsatisfied, unhappy people in unhealthy relationships, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Also, you need more than one fucking mod, dude. <laughs> well, I know it's, uh, yeah. well, I have a handful, but they're not always here. Uh, if you want to volunteer right. your services, you can absolutely yeah, sure. have it. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a discord wizard. So if you, oh, if you, oh, you mean in the help, discord like, chat, actually, yeah, I thought you meant yeah. in the YouTube chat. Um, um I, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a discord wizard. So if you need like someone to actually set up, I don't want to derail, but yeah, message me after this is done. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, just yeah. get in touch with me and we can figure something else out. Right, yeah, Cause I'll, yeah, uh, I can't, I can't manage like all the things that are going on all at once. So I just do the best yeah, yeah, I can. Definitely. It's kind of a, it's the wild west of say and post whatever you want. I realize that, but anyway, yeah, I'll tweet you. All right. Thanks, but, uh, man. Yeah, thank you very much for answering. I'll talk to you uh, soon, hopefully. Oh, sounds Bye. good to me. Have a great night. You too. And Orden, you're still in. If your mic's working, I'll give you a can last. Can you hear me now? Yep, I can. So what's on your mind? Nice. I actually had a question to you about uh, judges. Judges? Yes. Okay. I'm being grilled on my judicial knowledge, tonight, of which to I have extent. very little. But, um... What do you think about how when judges set precedences, it almost in a way becomes a new law because any court case that's similar enough will be treated as though it doesn't need to be fully explored because it's already a precedent set for it. 
and it doesn't go through Congress or any of the normal means of which a law would go through. Well, again, I'd qualify my answer with um, uh, <laughs> the lack of expertise on the issue, but precedent gets overturned all the time, at least uh, at the Supreme Court, and I assume within state courts all the time. I mean, we used to have separate but equal as the doctrine of the country. We used to have, uh, I don't know, what are some other high-profile um, I mean, the, the history of racial equality uh, in this country in terms of um, separate but equal facilities, segregation in schools, all of that has been uh, overturning of precedent. Um, in fact, I think even the the decision on marriage equality has maybe that maybe that didn't overturn precedent. This is me kind of trying to remember in my head on the spot here. But uh, precedent is not in any case, precedent is not. Uh, something that can't be overturned yeah it's, it's not it, concrete just yeah, acts yeah. as especially in the cases themselves it acts as a way to sort of push things to the side not fully explore as much as someone would or have one person with a much higher standing because someone else has already gone through the same thing and had their court case won or lost yeah i mean it's um the the line between Deciding what the law says and creating new law, as you say, is um, can be can be quite thin. Do you have any like examples or cases where you think the the court, I mean, maybe the Supreme Court or maybe uh, some sort of state court example where you think uh, like new law was created in, inappropriately? Not off the top of my head, no. I'm just trying to think of. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of people would cite Roe. I think. Yeah, Roe versus um, Wade is the most common one, but and that's such a divisive thing that, well, it's so divisive that usually the Supreme Court justices are chosen to try to balance it out in a way so that the scale doesn't tip back or forth. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. I mean, in any case, that one of the big consequences of this election is going to be the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah. in terms of who's going to retire and uh, honestly who's who might die to be honest given how given the age of yeah, and the health definitely. condition of a few members uh and i mean <laughs> i i think there's i think people are right to worry about what a hillary stacked court might look oh, like yeah, definitely. and it could be i think up to i mean it's possible she would appoint up to four um and you know, I, it's interesting to me that there's a lot of principled conservatives who still are in the never Trump camp, understanding that that is absolutely a consequence. Uh, it's just something to think about. I think most of them just don't want to be attached to it. It's almost a plausible denial for those that are in office and are separating now. But the average everyday conservative who's never Trump, I think they just don't want to be responsible if he breaks what they see as the conservative way. Mm -hmm. They don't want to endorse what they're fully against. Like Ben Shapiro mm -hmm. is probably the biggest example of that. Don't don't get me started on Ben. Yeah, <laughs> I like I can't I can't deal with Ben's Twitter feed these last couple of weeks. I can't. He's I still so logical him. until you. Oh. Trump. I, can't. I can't and all he is is like as soon as the, the trump tape came out now he's like all on this tirade of trying to demonstrate that trump is as a history of sexual assault or something and it's like you don't have to like trump but dude you're helping hillary right now you are helping her actively my god it's uh and you know you look at the responses on uh 
on some of Ben's tweets. A lot of people are way more pissed off than I am. Uh, and you know, I always say, and I always qualify with my opinions on Ben. That's like, and I, I'm sort of new to his podcast. I've read one of his books a long time ago. I'm not the biggest Ben Shapiro guru of all time, but he is a dude that is just unbelievably quick, smart, sharp, uh, 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 an intellectual's intellectual. Ben Shapiro, ben Shapiro is, and Stephen Crowder. You don't want to get into any form of debate with them. Oh, but if you talk to Crowder, Crowder will admit Sh- Shapiro mops the floor. Shapiro is on another level. Well, didn't um, he go to law school? So yeah, yeah, he went to he went to a prestigious law school. To understand how to do that? Yeah, he's and he's just an, he's incredible yeah. at what he does. And I, I just there's there's but, um, uh, the point at which intellectual honesty. It's not even it's not that he's intellectually dishonest. It's just that he he embraces this self defeating. We, he goes on this self-defeating weird tirade from time to time, and I don't know why. We were talking about it on last week's po- uh, uh, the last podcast episode on Sunday night, and he was retweeting stuff that was talking that was still implying that Corey Lewandowski assaulted Michelle Fields, which every there's it's on tape. It never happened. There was no assault. He gently brushed her out of the way, and he's still pushing this idea that she was like brutally beaten. It didn't happen. And he's still presenting that as though it happened. And this is coming from the like facts don't care about feelings guy. I don't, I yeah, don't it's pretty messed up. I but hope I he'll be redeemed. A, one other question yeah. in relation to earlier. Because of how odd the Supreme Court justices are, do you think that a fix for that would be have another version of the 17th Amendment, a direct election? Amendment? Oh, of the court? Yeah. Ooh, um, and so to flesh out your hypothetical a little bit more, would it be for terms or would they still have a lifetime appointment once elected? I'm into terms for every single position because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should be a career politician. That I, shouldn't be a career at all. So. I, I hesitate. Um, I just have a gut hesitation on direct election of justices. I, I just... Yeah. I worry that that would make them much more political than they are. And I know they're not apolitical as it stands. Cause of course they are appointed by a politician yeah. and they are confirmed by a body of politicians. It's not as though um, they're apolitical as it stands, but, but I just really think if, if a judge is out on, and of course that, that is the case in a lot of States, it might even be the case in Montana. I should know more about my own state's, politics but there are plenty of states where where justices are elected and i should you know if i really wanted to know about this i would spend more time looking at how how it works out in those states and potential consequences or benefits from that but but just at a gut level initial reaction i just i i there's something that bothers me about like a a, someone running for a judicial office out on the streets like trying to sell you you know i just don't like that idea yeah and i can understand that then what about a pre-17th Amendment style of voting for it, where when you vote for your representatives for your state, they then choose the representative for uh, that position. Oh, do you, are you referring to like, so back in the day it was, um, they would choose the senators. Yeah. Uh, The senators were elected by the state. Well, not, they don't choose the senators. They would choose their state officials. And then the state officials who run the state then would elect the senator to go to Congress for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't so have. Um, I mean, I'd have to. I'd have to. Citizen themselves. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to learn more. I guess about about how all that worked out. As a general rule, I don't 
necessarily have a problem with a, with electing representatives to handle. I mean, we already elect representatives to handle all of the governing that we need, essentially. Um, but I guess the, you know, if you keep that going down the line to the point that they're, I don't know, it's kind of like governanceception or something like that. You're yeah. electing one person who is then going to pick all these other things. And there, there comes a point where all of that going on, you, the people way down the line, the, the people in a government position who have been appointed by uh, other people in government positions are pretty far removed, several degrees removed from the actual populace at that point. So I guess I would worry about that, but I, I don't know enough about specific, the specific structures that existed or, you know, what type of structure necessarily. That one good thing there was about it is that the state official that you elect then had to be responsible for the one that they sent into the Senate and Congress, which means they would vet them heavily before they were sent over. Hmm. Well, so, you uh, so, so the theory is that the, for their action. So, and the theory is that the politician would do a better job of vetting than the general public would in, in because they could lose their seat if the person who they sent wasn't doing their job properly. Yeah, but so the counter argument, I guess, then would be them, but because they also have power to reelect them next, they have more of a direct say and direct communication. Yeah, but if everyone's directly elected, they too can be removed, you know, like if anyone does a crappy job, they could be removed yeah. through direct election. I mean, uh, I guess the I guess what I worry about in that situation, many though, just sound droning compared to the voice of one is sort of that aspect. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting to think about. And, I, you know, I, I do. We, we had a call last week or it was um, Coptera, if I'm saying that right. I can't remember. It's talking about different ways we might amend the Constitution and think about different governance structures. It's kind of a similar question. And, you know, I, I like to entertain those questions. Um, I, 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 uh, sometimes when people say, like, oh, we're the best country in the world and stuff, and, like, that, that is uh, true. And, you know, Western uh, civilization is, is successful culture of the world and all that. But, um, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't lose sight of that. But I oftentimes wonder too, like, well, th certainly there are things that maybe we could do better. We shouldn't just assume that we're the best at everything all the time. And maybe there's some governance structures that, that we could improve. Uh, but, you, you know, it's so rarely <clears throat> proposed. Uh, I mean, when's the last time you heard someone in power talking about changing the organizational structure of our government? It, I, I can't remember. Pretty much never happens. Pretty much. And one of the reasons that we are the best is we took on the Roman type philosophy of whenever you see someone else doing something that's better than yours or something that works for them, you take it, modify it and integrate it into yourself mm -hmm. and you continue to grow and stay relevant and stay on the top through that. You can't just stagnate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm basically all in favor of shaking up the system at this point, oh, uh, which is exactly why you know I'm in the Trump camp. Like, let's just throw a grenade in there and see what happens. You know, it, exactly. it can't, it can't get a lot worse, to be honest. Outside of like, you know, if we descend into some sort of dictatorship or something, as long as we still have a, a society that is principled in democratic values, I think we'll be good. So let's just shake things up and see what happens. Sounds good to me. All right, dude. Well, you got the last word tonight. Uh, I appreciate uh, the patience. And um, hopefully we'll speak again sometime soon. I'll definitely try to be on next week. Cool. Well, thanks a lot. Yep. Ha have a great night. You too. 
Oh boy. So, uh, apologies if you've been waiting, uh, and you weren't able to get in, like I said, you know, I can't always get to everybody, but we do this every Wednesday night at nine, uh, and we'll keep doing it. And blonde will be here. She's having some kind of computer problem, I guess, <laughs> is what happened. I think her computer is going to blow up. So in any case, taking your calls every Wednesday night at nine, it's always live here on YouTube. If you can't catch it on YouTube, we post them on the audio platforms for the show. So that's over on, um, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. You can listen back to them there. Uh, some people want them on YouTube. I might put them on YouTube. I don't know. I haven't decided. We'll see. Uh, but for now, they're on the audio platforms. You can always catch our Sunday show Sunday night, 9, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time here on YouTube as well. In the meantime, tweet me, email me. Always respond there. Happy to talk to all of you. Anyway, thanks for a great show. Have a great night. Thank you.